Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. From the East Coast to the West Coast, gotta, gotta, gotta go. Two sounds of a revolution, gotta, gotta, gotta. One, two. How's that? That's perfect. I'm sure you've been getting this a lot recently, but I want to congratulate you on the the Godfather's a hardcore movie. I think Ian McFarlane with that film has just beautifully captured the heart and soul of this band. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, it uh, it really is a story about me and you, or the person out there, the regular guy, or anybody. Like you know, I always considered Agnostic Front like the people's band. You know what I mean? I belong to them. I, I play for them. You know what I mean? I don't do this for myself. I don't, and I don't do this for any other reason but pure joy. Believe me. And that's the only thing that keeps me going, you know? Look at telling my voice because we've been raging. And this the is the last night, night, isn't it? So this you've been the on the road night, for so a wee while. Shot. Yeah. And I'm going to bring it the last night. Fucking turn into an asshole with, to everybody. All right, come on, you gotta stop fucking drinking. You, we gotta get on a plane, go home. You know, you had a whole fucking month to party. They want to go out the last night. What? Lose your passport? You know what I mean? Uh, it's been done. I seen it. You know, so I got that phobia. I think and, with the uh, last night as well, there's this pent up like release, isn't there? Because you know the end is in sight. It's like let's give it one more last. Oh, the last night. Forget the about it. I leave it all on stage. Yeah. I leave it all on stage. I can't wait. I'm going to be down the throat taking some photos tonight. So yeah, sure. Don't worry. I'll hand it up for you. I'm a ham. I'm gabagol. <laughs> you know gabagol, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Italian ham. That's what I am. <laughs> Where did you grow up in New York specifically? I grew up in Little Italy, uh, uh, Lower East Side. The Lower East Side consists of Chinatown, Little Italy, and Alphabet City. It's it's below 14th Street and east of Broadway is a section, like Harlem is a section. It goes east and west. It's a big section. But uh, the east side, they do it that, that way. The downtown area. They explore in the film a lot, I think, some of the... We're, st- we're still in business, we're all good. They explore in the film a lot, I guess, some of the darkness and the, the troubles which Roger went through as a kid. But I noticed that there wasn't a lot of your childhood in the, the movie. Was that a conscious part on your on your behalf to perhaps not share that side of you or is no, it just I, you know it, I did whatever was you know required whatever yeah. you know like I could you could tell me six o'clock for the podcast I'm here 10 to six <laughs> you are he's you know, so, he ain't lying uh, people I 
it, did you have a happy childhood? Was I did. It, yeah. I really did. I had a, I got to say, I never ran away from home. I never had like, you know, anything like bad like that. Thank God. You know, so, and, and my son too now with me, you know, I'm, you know, they take a baseball games or hockey. Well, not anymore. He's, he's like almost 30, you know, <laughs> you know he's a big boy, he's a big man. Now you know, he got a beard. He's a big, strong kid. You know, he does judo and stuff like that. Karate, you know, I love it. Here yep. we go. We got a guest at the door. Who is it? Come on in. Enter. I think the door's locked. This? We got water. It's a knock and run. Who is it? What's it's up, Mike dude? from the street dogs. I was on the flogging Molly Cruz. I love watching you guys every day on that. You were fucking fantastic. Ah, uh, Mikey, thank you. I love you, man. It's one of my heroes, that guy. I've seen him do his thing on the flogging Molly Cruz a couple yeah, of months he was a ago. Soldier. I know, yeah. Firefighter. You know, or should I say the fire brigade? Mm-hmm. You know, he's OG Dropkin Murphy singer. Great guy, great honorable man. This tour must feel like that, like a traveling family. Yeah, so more like holiday. a traveling circus. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. There's no, there's no H2O tonight, no. But obviously they've been on the rest of the yeah, run. Yeah, they've been on the. You got Gorilla Biscuits, yeah. proper New York in the house. Right, we got the LA boys in here too. Yeah, the and Billy as well Cut from. Road yeah. And, uh, Count time, my, my, you know, they're great. Two, two great bands, you know. I really like them, and of course the Street Dogs and uh, Billy, Billy Bio. Billy Bio. <laughs> you know he sings with that headset thing, right? right Britney so, Spears style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. What do you call Judy from Time Life magazine? <laughs> so I came on stage when they were on last night, and I made a headset out of aluminum foil. Amazing. You know, I came yeah. out. I was, I was, Billy was talking. I was mounting it like like fake talking, you know. <laughs> we just have fun. I, I, I like having fun, you know. Well, I, I noticed that in watching the film. You seem to have this really infectious, undeniable, optimistic outlook on the world. Does that come from your parents? Does that come from your childhood, your upbringing? Where does that come from I for you as this kind of upbeat, You know, my father was a, a knock-around guy, you know. He was, you know, fun. And my mother was a, a great chef, a cook. She would never call herself a chef, you know. But she was a great chef. So was my father. And I do a lot of cooking myself. I'm a good chef, too. I got, I got thrown out of culinary school. What yeah, for? Nah, the guy was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Fuck him, man. I punched him in the face and I left. <laughs> this is going back in the 70s. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. You know, before, you know, cooking was like a big thing. On, it was a galloping gourmet and Julie Child. That was it. Now you got all these other fucking people, you know? Yeah, you got, you got shows everywhere, books everywhere. You got 10 minutes to cook. Fuck you. I guess with Who your... is this coming in? It's my tour manager and my best friend. One of the best guys in the business. I've only met him a minute, and he's been going out of his way to help us out. I appreciate you, dude. Thank, Thank you, Schlumpf, my man, my brother, my friend, and my tour manager. <laughs> you guys have a great time. Thank you, right? you, dude. You got it. You got it. Thank you, Schlumpf, again. How important was the, I guess, the cooking as an experience for you guys in your neighborhood in terms of the social aspects and the... Well, the communication, the connection, the celebration. Yeah, well, food the... is a very Italian culture. Yeah. You know, what I, you know what I say about England? Come for the food. Stay for the weather. <laughs> they had me eating jellied eel the other day. Really? Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> Pickled eggs. Yeah. Pickled onions. That's a very East London kind yes, of food. I know. What it Eels is. and mash. Oh, God, I ate it. It was hot. I threw up. I, I can believe it. They didn't sit right in me. So you straight up passed the pizza, vegetables, oil, salads. Yeah. You know, I, I good just food, like, right? I just like organic food, food, natural food. Hey, whatever. You, hey, you're tired, you sleep. Yeah. You're hungry, you, you eat. eat. That's it. You know what I mean? And because we have to eat, I think it's important to learn to cook and and. Pre- no, you got to eat three times a day, right? So you might as well learn how to cook. And everything's on the internet now, so it's easy for young kids to learn. How do you find keeping healthy and you know taking care of yourself on the road? Well. Not just in terms of food, but everything else. Getting enough sleep, trying to not well, I, have too much alcohol. Sleep is my my my, uh, my my goal, my thing that right. keeps me going because I get bombed that night. You know, listen, I got bombed on Belgian beer. And that's strong, <laughs> strong beer. stuff, man. Yeah, but it was so delicious. And because it's fairly organic and natural, the hangovers on that aren't no, too bad. No, I got nothing today. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like a bag of shit, but I got no headache. You know. <laughs> so you have a lot of naps in the day before the show. Is that your uh, way of recharging, every, resetting? Every now and again, you know, 
and you get fatigued. Yeah. You know what I mean? I take an aspirin here and there, you know, but, you know, you shake it off, you know, and, and you go and you do it. Uh, muscle memory, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when it's kind of this late on in but the I, tour. But I'm not one of them. Uh, I, w- I used to be uh, a, 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 an athlete when I was a kid. Uh, well, not an athlete. I would, you know, do... Uh, well, you'd be exercising on stage every night, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's like cardio, right? Yeah. There. And I just jump around and have a good time. But I was always in shape, and I was always uh, thin, you know. Thank well, you God. still are. You're, yeah, you're talking right. past tense, yeah, yeah, Vinny. You look great. You know, so I'm, I don't take care of myself like, you know, like, you know, what do you want to do, die healthy? You want to look good You want to live life. I want to look horrible in the coffee. <laughs> no, and come up and go, he's ugly. Well, Anthony Bourdain, you know, the chef, yes. uh, he, he had this great quote, which he said, you know, your body isn't a temple, it's a theme park. Enjoy the ride. It, it's a, a theme yeah. park. You do. Yeah, it's, cool. it's not a temple. I know it's Anthony. A theme park. I had a couple of dinners with him also. He's a real great guy. I had a couple of dinners with him in my neighborhood with uh, Frankie the chef. A couple of chefs. That, they all love me, the chefs. Because, you know, I'm a I'm cook guy. I could cook. You, know? you can appreciate good food. You can yeah, talk about yeah, it and yeah, get excited yeah. about they it. They know I'm not on, so they cook. They like the way I cook. How important was New York to the sound of this band starting out? Was it everything? Was it the very it's core of what I AF's think. always been about? I, I think it is because, you know, let's say back in the early days of CBGBs or Max's, Kansas City, and places like that, I would go, I, I was already playing, you know, and I'll even go before that, or even then, I'm going back to like 77s around there. I go see a band and I say, fuck you, I could do that, and I could do it better. Louder, harder, faster. faster. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So, were you watching bands like Ramones, Television, Suicide, The Dolls? Were they yeah, bands I that seen you would all. see? I seen them all. Were they know? an inspiration to you? Did you draw from that, or were they not really kind of speaking to you as a kid? Uh, a funny inspiration, an inspiration to say like, "Yeah, fuck you, I can do it." Better. I can do it myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah but those bands weren't hard enough for me. You know what That's I mean? That's all good. That won't affect it. It's yeah. just come off a bit. I, I like straight up hardcore punk, you know, like the Discharge, uh, GBH. So you were coming from a lot of the UK side then? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would come from the UK side, I would say. But I put this American twist on it in my mm-hmm. own way because, uh, how do I say? Because I wanted to play faster. You know, so I think that's that, that was the hook. Why do you think it was that a lot of those original wave of CBGBs, kind of Max's Kansas City bands, were a lot more art school? And then when hardcore starts up, it's a lot more street. Well, they came from the glam era. You know, the So glam, it's just a generational the thing. The rocker. You know, and I'm from that era too. But I made the jump. These, a lot of these guys didn't make the jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like when the, the early punk and the hardcore, well, not more of the hardcore, when the hardcore kids started coming around, they were punk hardcore kids, you know? And the, the older punk rockers were like, how does your attitude towards them? I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? You know what I mean? He, they're with us. You know, take care of them. Bring them in. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I am, you know? And all those fucking cocksuckers ain't around today. They had an elitism, did they? Yeah, they're like elitist. You yeah. know, they're like, who the fuck are you? You're a punk rocker, you jerk. Too cool for school. Yeah, too cool. Yeah. Don't you know, let me tell you something. I act like a moron on stage, but you know what? My act stays on stage. I don't take my act off the stage. I'm not any better than anybody else. You know what I mean? And if I could help a young band out, young kids, you know, I love it. I get a kick out of that because I should do that. I'm an older guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want to pave the way for the next yeah, generation, them, right? Like Help them out, give them a lift. Yeah, whatever. If I, I take them on tour, if they need my guitar, blah, blah, blah. One time a kid lost his guitar on tour, got stolen. I, I can't remember. He was crying, he was crying, and we got him a new guitar. Did you learn that from anybody, or did you kind of have to figure that out for yourself, that that is how you should treat other musicians? Did you I have... just think it's common courtesy. Yeah. Really, I just think it all respect. It doesn't matter to me what religion, what race, what gender. I don't give a fuck. Either you're a good person or a bad person. And that's it. Really? Yeah. You know? And it's very really? simple when you look doesn't at it in that way. It doesn't matter who robs your wallet. It's not a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I look at you know, very much the same way at life is, you know, as you said, you're either an asshole or you're not. If you're a good person, I'm with you. I, I Regardless yeah. of skin tone, who yeah, you nah, worship, who you sleep with, you know? whatever. Yeah. Right. 
Tell me about the importance. Racism is a self-inflicted wound. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is a self-inflicted wound. It, it'll only hurt you. So fuck it. Go for it. You know what I mean? Just be a, a good person. Just That shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Because it, it don't. Not in my life anyway. So, Did it hurt you or anger you in the past when perhaps confusion was made and people made the wrong assessments of certain agnostic front, either songs or their fan base, and they'd be like, oh, these guys are this fascist group, and that's obviously clearly not what you've ever been. Did, right. did that frustrate right. you and piss right. you off? Right. Yeah, yes, it did. And I had to fucking prove myself. Which, first of all, I got a refugee from Cuba in my band. Right, I mean, well, I got a Chinese guy in my band. I got a Jewish guy. You know what I mean? I got an Arab Italian and me. Yeah? And a European tour manager. And right? a European yeah. tour manager. A German <laughs> European tour, yeah. you know what I mean? I need, I have, you could, God, do me a favor. I need a black gay girl. And then, and then the set's complete. You know, so, yeah, so everything, <laughs> I get the whole world involved. Hardcore is worldwide, you know? It's just a thing that, you know, that brings us together and, you know, uh, that we all share. I mean, you guys have been touring and traveling the world for over three decades now. So oh, you've we're seen coming up and, um, on our 40th anniversary. That's crazy. I mean, punk was never built to last, was it? And I guess as a kid, I, yes. none of you guys ever thought I'm going to be right. doing this I as a career for I'd life. I in England. You know, I remember when I was a kid, you think the Beatles, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. What do you think? Because I'm old. You know, I'm 64. Did you grow up on that stuff? Stuff yes, like I did. the I Beatles, did the Stones, the Hendrix. I I know when the albums came out. I remember Sergeant Pepper's coming out. And I bought it, you know, and uh, I, but Jimi Hendrix changed me as just as guitarist, as a guitar yeah. player. Was you he know? the guy that inspired you to want to pick one yeah, up? Yeah, he's it? the guy. Yeah, he's the guy that inspired me to play the guitar, and Bruce Lee was the guy that inspired me to be healthy, like you know what I mean, or tough. Or however you want to put it, you know, in that realm. But yeah, Jimmy Hendrix is my guy till today. What about as an entertainer? Because you're obviously an entertainer. You're this larger than life oh, yeah, character. Yeah, you is can't there... buy that entertainment. I can tell you that. You right can't. Now. You can't learn it either. You can't yeah, teach right. it. It's either yeah, you, you can't or sell it. You try to sell it. It's hard to. Sell. It's a hard sale. Uh, and even maybe outside of music, just yeah, figures that I think some left of my a dent on you. That, that entertainment thing comes from. I grab from old, like Frank Sinatra. Like, I want to go see Frank Sinatra one time. He you saw him live, yeah? Yeah, I see Frank Sinatra. Incredible. Live. I seen him live in a movie, uh, making a movie contract on Ter Cherry Street. I seen him in my neighborhood. He did a thing. And I was standing about a little from here to where the wall is behind you. And I'm like, wow, that's Frank Sinatra. Because you see so many images of the guy. And this is pre-internet, so oh, stars yeah. are about out of reach, right? Yeah. You know, so even if with the internet, you see so many images of that. You see him live, like there. I was a kid, you know, and I saw that. And uh, but uh, I went to go see him live, and uh, there was like when the first no smoking started happening. He's like, "What do you mean no smoking in here?" He lights up a cigarette and throws a match at the guy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought That's that rock, was, isn't it? That was awesome. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, he involved the whole crowd. What do you mean? It was like a, he literally went a mad. He threw it at the guy. Like oh, it's so good. Did you have any figures in your neighborhood that were celebrities and you know famous either actors, musicians? Uh, yeah, that would just Johnny Maestro comes from my neighborhood. Johnny Maestro on the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, Marty Scorsese lived around the corner from me. I could throw an egg and hit his house. That's how close he lived. Have you had interactions with him over no, the years? I never no. did. No. Uh, he's a, a Sicilian. They lived on Elizabeth Street, and the Nobly Dons lived on Mott Street. And that's how it was. Cause all and the it whole... was separation, was it? No, no it wasn't separation. Just... We were all, that's where all the town moved together, all the families moved together. Like, you know, that's how it happened. They all, you know, moved together, like, you know. I love just hearing, reading, learning about New York history, because I've said this on quite a few of the podcasts that I've done. It's so incredible to me that in the space of just a few years, all these art forms which went on to dominate 20th yeah. century and beyond pop culture, yeah. from doo-wop to disco yeah. to hip-hop to punk, yeah. all from New York. <clears throat> Why do you think that is? Uh, is it just because it is this melting pot of so I many different that, cultures? I think and, uh, the, the pace of the city, uh, the, the, the culture of the city, um, it's got a timing, on, a, a timing and a tempo of its own. You know, because when I go home, I notice myself, so if I'm here all summer, 
I walk, I walk a little slower. I say to myself, what the fuck am I doing? Let's go, Vinny, let's go. Because I see all these people standing around. Get out of my way, you motherfucker. You know? <laughs> so, uh, and so I, the pace of art is as quick as yeah, well. Yeah, see, like, like something my new, building, something new, let's create, let's do, let's yeah, get out there. And my building, there was my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, my father, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles. Everybody lived in my building, my whole family. So, uh, are you still in the same area? I still live in the same building. Same building. Yeah. I'm a senior citizen now. My rent got frozen. They can't throw me out. No, never. Amazing. I got it. Jamie from Hatefred says, Vinny, you made it. You won. Yeah, the system. I won. I don't have to pay it. Look like I pay no rent now. Amazing. And my guess in electric is cut in half. How many people from your childhood have long gone? A lot. It's changed a lot. A lot. Well, the, well, put it the this area. way. My whole family that I lived with in the building, they're all mostly all dead. A couple of cousins moved away and have children of their own, but... Everybody, like there's a French guy living in my grandmother's apartment, you know? And, and, and neighbors are a lot of the neighbors, no, the yeah, people you all, knew. They're all gone, yeah. Everybody died a lot, you know? My family's been there since 1925. You know, my grandfather used to make uh, wine in the basement. I used to have a pigeon coop on the roof, you know? Have you seen the movie Ghost Dog? No, I didn't. It's a great Jim Jarmusch film. And that was my first introduction to this culture in New York of the pigeon coops on the roofs. Oh yeah, very, very, dis- see that. very distinctly New York East oh, Coast yeah. thing, isn't it? Because Britain's quite big on that as yes, well. I know, but, carry but, a pigeon, but yeah. never on the roofs. It's always gardens and yeah. Yeah, when the internet goes down, you're gonna want guys like me with a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. I know, right? That's the, it can be the only means of reaching someone far yeah, away. When they uh, <laughs> two two things with pigeons. One, when the uh, twin towers fell. Mm-hmm. Pigeons were confused because they used that as a guide. And the, 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 the path of totality, when the sun crossed the moon or the moon crossed, whatever the fuck happened there, the path of the birds were dropping out of the sky. So when things like that happen, they think it's a biblical thing. And it disrupts you know, it, the whole just, ecosystem. Yeah. It just, you know. When wow. Somebody calls That's you a bird brain, be proud of that. Yeah, Tesla was a big pigeon guy. Because you think they're these very subtly complex, smart, highly yeah. developed animals. When a bird songs like that's a that's a, a a song, a real like song. They slow it down and they you know whatever they do. You know, I'm a big pigeon guy. I love it. Without going too heavy, you mentioned the 9/11 event. Then were you in New York that day? Yes, I was in New York that day, and I well the first time was in '93, and I woke up. And I, like I heard all the sirens, I go to put my TV on, change the channel, change the channel. I says to myself, the, the Twin Towers, and I was right. Second time, I woke up. I didn't have my TV in the room. I I just woke up because I heard so many, like woo woo woo, oh, woo, you know. I heard all that. I, said, I knew it. How far are they away from from your building, from oh, where you are? I can show you a picture of me on the roof, and you see them right behind me. You know, they're a mile away. Right. You wow. Know? Uh, so I had an English bulldog, Paulie. My British favorite, my favorite breed of dog. Best. They're the best dogs. I love them. And uh, I had to walk my dog. So I walked my dog on the roof, right? Because it's, uh, I go up on the roof, and there's my friend Anthony on the roof. You know, Vinny, plane crashed into the building. I said, ah, yeah, it was such a clear day. Like, you know, I, how could you not see this fucking building? So I think, all right, the guy had a heart attack, flew into the building, I'm okay. And I'm with my dog, and like, you know, I'm hanging out. Well, you know, it was a big thing, you know. And then the other one went in. I said, come on, Paulie, let's go. Put my dog away. I ran towards Chinatown to go get my kid because he was in school. I go into the auditorium. My wife's there. And my kids there, and all the kids have got paper masks, Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, looked yeah. like a Godzilla movie. Yeah. I was like, well, I grabbed my kid. We ran home. And on the way home, I stopped in Noodle Town to grab food, a bag of Chinese food, you know? And in there, I saw a friend that I didn't see in like 20 years. And every now and again, when I meet him, we talk about that day like I'm talking now. And uh, we went home. We just shut the, you know, we just prayed. Lit a candle and prayed for all the souls. A few friends of mine died. My friend Johnny the Fireman died. He was in a band called the Bullies. You know, they were like a Ramones kind of band. You know, and a couple of a couple of my friends passed away. That they were like uh, shirt and tie guys, not suit and tie guys. You know what I mean? Like work in the mail room or something stupid like that. Deliveries or whatever. And it's a shame. You know, 
how did the city change in the the aftermath of it? Did you the notice it? Okay, that because that, that the oil shift. There was so much oil in that to heat up the building. It burned for like six, seven months. The oil and the smell, and uh, I couldn't walk my dog on a roof because it looked like it snowed. You know what Which I mean? Ash. From, from all the ash. You know, I had to keep my windows closed, and it was white. The ash. It wasn't black. It was soot. I know New York soot. I've been breathing that shit in all my life. You know, and. Uh, and that's, you know, then, then, that was not 9-11, 9-15, my mom passes. Same year. A couple of days later, four or five days later, my mom passes. I had to go through that. Had to go to the funeral. You know, I had to do all the funeral. And, and they canceled the San Junaro feast, which I'm glad because my mother's having a funeral. And I don't want fucking people, like, passing by, you know? And, uh, uh. Then 922, my first roadie, Frenchie, passed away. You know what I mean? So, oh, man, this sucks. You know what I mean? They closed down all the theaters, especially the, the, the Fantastics, because they had this song in the, in, this, in the Fantastics. Try to remember the kind of September, that song. So they closed the play. They go, who the fuck won't, you know? So uh, right after that, like in early October, I went on tour. Thank God. Thank God my guitar saved me. To get the fuck out of New York. Uh, Put your mind on something else. Yeah, you know, my mom, you know, it was, my mother died, my friends died, you know, and it was a rough September. I can't imagine there's going to be any month worse than that. But you know, we always got a saying in New York, never forget. And I'll never forget. Well, what I noticed as an outsider watching those events unfold and then the aftermath was New York is clearly this city that is so strong and there's a real sense when times are hard that the people of that city come together, they've got each other's backs yeah. in such a way that makes it this special city. Beyond just the the art that's come out of there, which is obviously yeah. fantastic, is actually the character of the people, right? You know, they, New Yorkers are great. Thank you. Thank you for, on behalf of New York, thank you. And, uh, uh, you know, like people will come to my tattoo shop and like leave pictures that like, Missing my son, if you see, you know, like, you know, it's tough. It's really tough. Even till today. I, look at me. I'm almost going to cry over here. Hey, I ain't going to cry. I'm hardcore. <laughs> Thank you for, for talking yeah, about it. it. I know yeah, it can't but, be easy, but I think, as you say, never forget, and it's important to yeah. to share it. You, uh, you and Roger, this friendship, right, this is what I love about the documentary. At the heart of this band is these two very opposing, very different <laughs> yeah, guys. Totally um, tell me about the first day you met him or the, your first encounter. Well, I, met the, I seen him at CBGB's, right? And I, I, I go in the pit, he'd be in the pit, and we marched together. He was a fair guy in the pit, you know? He no dirty shots. I don't go for that shit, you know? I'm a fair guy. We're here to have fun. So if you step on my foot or... You know, your harm hits me. It's, only, it's all good. It's all it's right. It's part and parcel, yeah. It's not, you know, meant to, you know, like a sneaky point. Or whatever. I don't like that. So I kept seeing him, and I enjoyed his company in the pit. And I said to my, I, I said, you're in my band. I walked up to him, I said, you, you're in my band now. And that was it. He'll tell you. You know, and that's how I got my, my guys. You had to be part of the scene. He said, I, I'm not going to get some amazing musician you're not going to be holding official auditions yeah no 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 the the auditions is who shows up at the show as part of the scene that's the audition you know you got the will the the belief you got to believe because if you don't believe i don't i gotta travel with you i gotta eat with you i gotta sleep with you i gotta drink with you you gotta go to war together on tour right sometimes it gets like that you're in the trenches you gotta have each other's backs it's good to trust i don't complain I ask all the tour managers, I love doing this too. I ask all the tour managers, tour managers, everybody, without mentioning names, because I can. And I say to myself, you know, you go on tour with all these guys, who's like maybe the easiest guy, you know, said, Vinny, hands down you. Everyone says that. Why, you want to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. No, you want to stay? I'll stay. Because he goes, oh, I could care less. You see me, I'm here 10 minutes early for this podcast. You're the man. You know? And if you want me to say 10 minutes late, I say 10 minutes late. I don't give a fuck. I love it. And you, it's just amazing to me how much joy what you do still gives you. Oh, yeah. No way. No, I, I tell you. Where would you be right now if music hadn't, hadn't have kind of come into your life in the way that it has? You ever All think right, about I that? 
could have went a couple of ways. I could have been the, the working stiff, get up, go to work, go home, and die of a heart attack. I could have been used by the mafia. And got was that shot. a big part of your neighborhood? Yeah, that was a big part of my neighborhood. I, and I would have been dead today, I could tell you that right now. Because I'm too good of a heart. And they would have had, like, my friend kill me. That's how it works. Because, you know, that's the you way You don't see it coming. Yeah. I, I lived across the street from Murder Incorporated. You know what I mean? I live in Vincent Cole's apartment. Vincent Cole was a, he invented the drive-by. Yeah, he was a German uh, hitman, you know, and uh, you could look him up, you know. And uh, I live at his apartment now that, he, you know, Marty Scorsese used to leave all his camera equipment in my apartment back in the day now. We're going back into the 60s, you know, when he was still in his film school and everything like that. Because he was like kind of an... <coughs> my aunt had an, uh, an, an extra apartment that she used for her son to go up there and study and hang out. And they always hung out to this apartment. So nobody was had the apartment. So I took it off of my aunt, you know? So I'd go out, you know? And I had that... I still got it. I got it over 40-something years, the apartment. I live in the same place. But I live in the same building 65 years. You know, 64 years. I forget how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> so so were it not for music, you think you would literally, as you say, nine to five guy, mob life, killed yeah, dead? Or drugs, or, so maybe a junkie. Either way, a real bad case scenario. Yeah. No, nothing good. Yeah, the bad case, I might have been a junkie in New York. Who the fuck knows, you know? But, but thank God, I'm not a drug guy. Thank God know? for music then, eh? Thank you know, God for punk rock. Smoke a joint, drink a few beers, smoke a cigar, glass of wine, who cares, you know? That's what I'm about. You enjoy drink on the road? Oh, yeah. I yeah? got a bomb last night with that Belgian beer. <laughs> Forget about it. It was, it was awesome, you know? And then I have Schloff, my tour manager, and my best friend. <laughs> he uh, gets me my beer, Kronenbach. I like that beer a lot. I could drink that throughout the tour and not feel like... <laughs> You know? Yeah, like you're slowing down, you're yeah, jaded. Like you don't get me bloated, it's clean, it's good to be a Reinheitskabuten, you know, 15, 16. You're, are you a wine guy? You I'm like wine? wine guy. I'm telling you, so I'm a wine guy. My grandfather made wine in the basement, so I, I'm a wine guy. And a fine cigar man. Fine cigar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Going back to you and Roger, um, obviously, you know, you, you are very different characters. And I mean, when you get him in the band, you start creating together. Right. Tell me about how this chemistry kind of surfaces and reveals itself and manifests in Agnostic Front. <coughs> well, <coughs> sorry. You want a rough night? Don't take last a drink, night, man. I, I, no more drinking tonight because I gotta go home. I don't drink the day before. No? Yeah, I don't know why. It's like one of my rules. I don't drink until the sun goes down. I gotta have a dinner in me. You know, I want to be ready. Clean T-shirt so I can throw up on it or something. <laughs> Are you still rolling with stigma on the flip side of the guitar? 
Yeah. Oh, man, if you see me tonight, if oh, you get yeah. a moment. Don't worry, I'll be there. <laughs> you, you know, I'll, be I'll there. try and get my shot. Uh, you're going to get it. <laughs> and uh, But you know what? When we made that move, the, the documentary or whatever, for the Godfathers of Hardcore, we were supposed to go to Cuba and do a little thing there, like where Roger comes from. Because to me, that's maybe the greatest story in rock and roll, that some little kid from Cuba can't speak English, comes to a foreign country, and like about eight years later, winds up at CBGB's, and who does he meet? Vinny Stigma. <laughs> so you, how old? You're about 10 years older than Roger, is it? Or a little uh, bit less? Yeah, uh, uh, nine years older nine. than him. You know, and then... Uh, is it, obviously it's a brotherly relationship, I Are you used still to be the big his brother? older brother. Right. Now he's like my older brother. Because he's matured into this yeah, wise sage. Still, yeah, and I still, I'm still a baby. And you're still having still like fun. like a 13-year-old kid, you know? <laughs> well, young at heart. Yeah. That's yeah. you, right? And I, I'm, I like people, and I like partying, and I like hanging out with people and doing things. You know, like, you know, people bring me wine, they bring me cigars, like, you know. Hey, I've been getting a backstage and in my shows for 20 years, 30 years. You know what I mean? Speaking of which, we're coming up on our 40th anniversary next year. Any special plans? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. Not to, to, to be revealed. You know, we're on the road so long. I, yeah, maybe I'll change Willie Nelson's diapers. <laughs> Who's been touring longer, him or you? Uh, Not yeah, much in it, right? Yeah, he has, but <laughs> that's my little joke, you know? Uh, the documentary itself, did you learn anything you didn't already know when you watched that? Was there anything that came to light that you were like, wow, I never knew that about Roger, or you never thought about the story of this band in that way? Well, as far as that goes, I, 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 once again, it made me realize how much Roger means to me in life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know when you're having the death experience, that you say, oh, every day I'm going to live to the fullest, and then you slack off. Yeah, like I know exactly what you but mean, yeah. That, again, smacks me in the face again. You know what I mean? I had colorectal cancer. I had two operations. I'm fine. So I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a bullfighter. I fought a bull in, in South America. I fought a bull and two midgets. I was more scared of the midgets than a fucking bull. That cocksucker, they threw sand in my face. I, I, got to, I started changing that cocksucker. I kicked the rent in his fucking ass. That motherfucker. And how did that start? I, I was bombed. You're right. I go to a bull fighting. Yeah. Right? Does anybody want like somehow going to the? I go. I had this. I had a poncho on. I, you know, I'm a nut. <laughs> I had the hat. You know, they got a different kind of hat. It's a, called a big boss hat. It's a white hat. I go there. I go up to the bull. He turns around and he looks at me. Now I know what a bullseye. Eye to eye. I know what a bullseye means. I said, "Holy shit!" He starts charging me, and I so I run away, and I run into the skinny. And he just barely nosed me. And I ran into the skinny, the skinny, you know, the little thing you, you hide behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hit my jaw and my shoulder. But I tell you, the adrenaline, I was shaking. And my and there was the rest of the band was... Like, watching jaw to the floor. <laughs> I was like, you got to come in here. This is a... Say, no fucking way, you're crazy. <laughs> you're on your own, Vinny. You're on your own. And I, yeah. Then I was crazy. I said, fuck a bullfighter. Now I want to walk on fire. I want to become a firewalker. So I started, I said, I laid out all these hot coals and I walked over them and they, couldn't, they had to wheel me around for like a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can yeah. believe that. And my feet were all burnt up. <laughs> Not a place sitting down. And where did the little dudes factor in? Where, where are they oh, coming the from? Little midgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cocksuckers were there. They were part of the act. Right, 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 but right. I was stealing the show. Right. So they're you know getting angry. They're like, Kind of this guy taking the heat yeah, off yeah. us. Yeah, that's why they started like, fuck, or kicking me in the legs. Or, <laughs> I was trying to make friends with the little cocksuckers. <laughs> Who's been over the years some of your favorite people that you've cut loose with and partied with? Has there been some memorable moments that you've enjoyed with some either peers in the scene or just, you know, people you've come across along the way? Okay, let me start off with Mickey Fitz. September 8th is his birthday. My God rest his soul that I love. Mickey Fitz, Terry Bones, sick boy, uh, Danny, the, the, the other sick boy, uh, Chaos. Uh, these are just the English people, you know, the London or whatever, you know. Uh, all those guys, all the GBH guys. I, t I toured with them in uh, 86, and we still talk shit about it. You know what I mean? 
uh, all them, all those guys. These are these are my heroes. These are my friends. These are the people I love. You know, like when you get like the anti Whaley guys and, and, and the GB, call me a legend. You know what I mean? Like, what are you kidding me? Get out of here. No, Stigma, you're the legend. The legend. I like the way they say, I like the way you talk. You know, so that's cool. You know? Have you By guys- the way, I, I just came from having lunch with the queen. You know what she said? What did she say? If I had balls, I'd be the king. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, when you're out on the road now, uh, obviously there was the, the revelation about Roger in the film. Is this a concern that is ongoing for yes, you as his friend? I'm always worried about the guy, you know, you know. Do you talk to him about that, or do you try and not I trouble tr- him I, with it? I don't it talk and... about it with him. Yeah. I, I don't say People know more than me, and, I, I, like, I don't want to know. Like, I'm kind of in denial a little bit, I'd be honest with you. You know what I mean? You know, just like when I, you know, with alcohol, I was in denial. But now I say, my name is Vinny, and I'm an alcoholic! And you're all right with it. And I'm all right, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm all right. You got it under control. I got it under control. Did it ever kind of go the other way? You, you lost control? Oh, yeah, I lost yeah, control. Yeah, big time. I, I have lost control in my life, you know. Did you, do the mean, re- I, did you do the rehab thing, or did you just learn yourself no, to I, rein I went it to in? one meeting. I'm like, I'm out of here. These people want to make friends with me? I don't want to be friends with these fucking people. I'll wind up drinking again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll, <laughs> they'll drive me to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, I got an ounce of fat on my body. I'm in shape. I could run longer. I could do more push-ups. You know, I'm he, pretty good like that for an old bag. You know who talks very highly of you? I had him on my show, Al Bar. Oh, Al Bar, forget about it. I love that guy. Not a guy I love. <laughs> we could go there. <laughs> He's a hypochondriac, you know. He, yeah, he. I had him on the show, and from the moment we sat down, he just didn't stop talking for an hour. It was great. I just didn't really ask yeah, any questions. Yeah, I was like, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, oh, Al's great. I love good. Real high energy guy. Yes, I, we took I took him on his first European tour with the, when he was in the Bruises, mm-hmm. and that and but I was friends with him anyway, and uh, I even used to make songs about. I said, "Bruises are loses, bruises are loses. That's a lie. That's a lie." I don't make stupid things that I do. I, don't, I make stupid songs. I come out with the headset like Billy. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I <laughs> I love having fun and ju- teasing. I don't break balls. I don't like ball breaking. Yeah, the joke isn't joke. at the other person's expense. It's right. just you, you having right. fun. You joke around, you tease, is fine. You start, like, I don't like mean, you know. Mean-spirited, yeah, yeah, yeah man, yeah, fuck yeah. that. It's not good, not good, you know. Sometimes it cro- you could cross, if you didn't mean, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, what are we, a fucking snowflake over here, you know? Yeah, yeah. you've got to be the butt of your own joke, right? You've got exactly. to be able to not take yourself too There's seriously. There's a retarded guy that looks like me, and they put side-by-side pictures. I'm like, I'm all right with it. I, yeah, tr- yeah, I try yeah. to show everybody. Roger <laughs> yeah, shows yeah. everybody. He's got the picture. He says, hey, look. I say, I can't right, laugh, you cocksucker. Can't laugh. You having a good time? Looking at me, I look like a... I don't know if he's a, a cha- unchallenge. A challenge. Can't say retard no more. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, right. Do you feel like you're uh, a part of a generation that's fading away in that sense? Because I it's, think it's a so. very... Without having it like the... You know, because the of the, of the internet, round. I believe, it's yes. It's very PC, isn't it? Now? Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's annoying. It really is annoying. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? As you, it's about where you come from. If it's coming from a mean-spirited, nasty place, then fuck that person. You know, but yeah. if it's coming from a good place and you're just having fun, I, I, I what's love the problem, right? I love when healthy people die. Mm. Oh, I get a kick out of that. <laughs> I know. Uh, you the, see, you missed out, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. That, well, you know, we all try to, you know, in moderation. I get it, you know. But like I said, what do you want to do? Die healthy? Because we're all going to go. You know, you could be. Well, that's the only certain thing in life, isn't it? Is yeah. that we all die. Yeah. That's the one certain thing. That's definite. You know, from the minute you're born, there's one thing that's going to happen to you for sure. You're going to die. So I. Check yourself, everybody out there. Try to live life at the fullest. Really, do what you want. You don't want to do it, don't do it. You want to eat, eat. Don't eat, don't eat, don't drink. Do whatever the fuck you want. But make yourself happy. A friend of mine just passed away. Uh, my friend Vinny, who was in Warzone, he was the drummer. On this tour, I found out. You know, He had depression. So uh, uh, anybody out there, uh, if like, you have that, it's a disease. You know, if you have that... Try to like, if you like sushi, go get sushi. If you like pot smoking weed, go smoke pot. You know, try to make yourself happy. Do things that make yourself happy for a person that's an unhappy person. You know what I mean? 
it's tough. You might lose a loved one, whether in love or in debt. I get it. But you, like, but to that person who's like that, you're going to die anyway one day. You know what I mean? You know, and even people that are thinking bad thoughts in their head. You're going to die anyway one day, so fuck it. Go for it. Leave your fucking carbon footprint. I think PMA as this concept isn't about always being happy, is it? It's about always trying to be happy even in the dark, tough times. <clears throat> I, Making I, that effort <clears throat> to look at the positive, to be positive <clears throat> and live, as you say, get out there, see and do experience things that make you happy right, rather love, than wallow in the unhappiness. Uh, definitely. I love the PMA thing because as a what? Negative? <laughs> what do you mean? Of course PMA. What the fuck do you mean? You know what I mean? It's... it's a, a, Definite, you know, and I'm all for that, man. I'm all for going out, get a friend, talk to them. Listen, I had cancer. You know what I mean? I might die tomorrow, you know, but I'm glad I'm with everyone on this podcast right now. And you know you've had a damn good time, right? Do you feel like you've led a blessed life? Do you feel like a lucky man? I am. I am very lucky because uh, I have very, very great friends. I, uh, I have a great platform to speak from. You know, and uh, I'm very grateful, man. You know, I'm pretty, I'm in good shape. You know, I'm not sick or whatever, you know. So it's all good. Tell me about the Agnostic Front fan base, the people you meet along the road, because you guys are kind of the antithesis of rock stars. That's what I love about all hardcore, but particularly you guys. I guess you were really one of the first bands to set that tone. Is Although there's a stage here, there's no divide. There's right. no barrier. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if there sometimes has to be, like unfortunately, I, a right, fucking barrier. It's like there, there ain't no difference between you and the person watching an agnostic front show. Like I said, we're, we're the people's band. That's first and foremost. We believe in unity. We were the first unity band, United Blood. You know, United and Strong. Punks and Skins. Blacks and Whites. You want to call me a Nazi? Get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who are you? You're a left-wing Nazi. That's what you're... You're yep. so zealous, some people. That, like, hey, you ever see... You hear about the Hitler teapot? <laughs> no. Sounds like a joke, yeah, right? right? No, it's really true. They had to discontinue this teapot. Because people are getting offended. I mean, you talk about, you must have a real abstract mind. You know, it's crazy. It's, it's getting to be a little crazy. That I think Too that, much that way, right? Too yeah, much. I, you know, you go, you know, you go uh, east until you cross that international date line. Mm-hmm. And somehow you cross that date line by being too far east or west. There's a point. Yep. There's that gray area where you gotta have a common denominator, I believe, you know, and accept other people's cultures or opinions. You know what I mean? Can't be just your fucking opinion. Even if it's different to yours. Yeah. Even if you don't like that it, difference. that's their opinion. You gotta respect it. E even in the football thing, you know, the teams. When my friend's team wins, I call him up. I congratulate him. Because you're happy so that they're I'm happy. I'm not happy. He's happy, and that makes me happy. So fuck it. What about the the fans that you've met over the years? What have they given you on a personal level? The well, people that come to these shows and support this band. The fact that they come after all these years, number one, and they come maybe now with their children. Yeah, that know? must be a trip. Yeah, that's a that is a trip, because just the other day. This big fucking bloke, he comes up to me and says, Vinny, you remember me? I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. He says, I was a little kid. You put me on your shoulders. I says, well, I ain't doing it tonight. He <laughs> <laughs> was about 6'8", the kid. They're like 500 pounds. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. <laughs> he showed me a picture. Like He says his father couldn't make it. He's in the hospital or whatever. So I gave him a hug and kiss. But that was his introduction to, to your band. Yeah, was it was his dad would take him. Yeah, when he was a kid, him. his father took him. I called his father, and I, I didn't get talked to his father, but I left him a message on the on the machine, you know, on the whatever, you know. So I do that. Uh, I, I, I do a couple of crank calls in my life, you know. I crank called a guy once. Well, there's a bit of that in the documentary. Oh, you call yeah. up the restaurant. I love crank oh, no, is, that, is it the hairdressers, the barbershop? Yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, the tattoo shop. shop. Yeah, 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 but yeah. There's another one, I tell you, that's not in there. I crank, all of a sudden I'm partying with a couple of wrestlers like uh, Corey Graves and and a couple of other people, like, I'm having a great time in Florida. We did this big show. And Mike Gallo comes up to me and says, boom, Vinny, there's a guy downstairs talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to my rock star friends. <laughs> he says, no, Vinny, you got to come down and talk to this guy. I said, all right, go. 
So I go down. I see this big fucking guy. He says, Stigma, you crank called me. I says, I did. <laughs> right? He says, you don't know what that meant to me, Vinny. I was in Afghanistan when you called. And we listened to that over and over and over. Because I call up, you cocksucker, you didn't come to my fucking show. You know, I, I'll start saying something stupid <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, he, you know. It kept him saying out there. It gave him some joy in a yeah, dark you know, spot. And he started crying. His wife was crying. I started, Gallo runs away. You know, so a little stupid thing like that means a lot. Like there was this, I was in Houston, Texas, and the night a guy died too. But another, that's how I remember the night. I was on a, anyway, uh, some guy brought his son. The kid was challenged, you know what I mean? And uh, I brought him up on stage for the whole thing. It was a, so on the loadout, the guy comes up to me and says, Vinny, you made my son's day. You know what I mean? That, you know, you... You made her feel like, you know, special. And his wife's over there. He said, my wife's over there in the corner crying, you know. Just means a lot to me to do a little nothing. Cost me nothing, you know. And all you rock star motherfuckers out there, you better fucking get with it. Because those are the real people out there. There's real people that make you who the fuck you are. And I appreciate everybody that comes to my show. Now, there's no kind of monetary value to that, is there? That's the real deal. That's you know the what? real I'm reward. I'm glad I'm in here. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad I'm here. My fucking dress was full of people. There's no fucking rooms. I, I, I kicked myself out. Yeah, I heard you had about 25 people riding with you on this tour. So is that crew, family? I mean, that, that's a big number of people to be all traveling together. And Oh, yeah. Well, we got three tour buses. Three? Three. Well, we, we're, that's a long way from the van, right? Yeah, I got three <laughs> bands on one. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, you're all sharing. Three. You're all rolling There's together. One, the headliner band on their own, then three and three. We have three bands on our bus. Amazing. So, I tell you the truth, I don't care if I become as big as Metallica. I won't want my own bus. I want another band that I like, my friends. Yeah, you want to share the experience. Yeah, you know. Somebody to drink with, somebody to talk to. Am I going to talk to my guys? Well, you know what I mean? I'm with them all the time. I need, you know... Do you do so, well on your own? Yeah. I don't. Keep are, you, me on you my toes. are you much better when you're surrounded by friends, family, people? You're yeah, a sociable yeah, guy. I think everybody is, you know. Do you like being on your own? Do you enjoy solitude, or is that not uh, your thing? The first couple of days when I get home, yeah. Decompress. Yeah, decompress. You know, but I you gotta watch, especially guys that tour like me. You know, <clears throat> the first couple of days you go home. Oh, you're shitting on your own toilet, you're in your own shower, you rest, you wake up when you want, you eat when you want, your favorite foods. You do that a couple of days, it gets a little boring. Because you're so used to on the jump, on the jump, on the jump, on the jump. So you start drinking. So watch yourselves, guys, or girls. Come on in. Somebody at the door, come in. Come in. <laughs> There's another knock and run. Hey, Johnny Haircuts. How are you? All right. That was Johnny, one of the tour managers. There we the go. Tour. Sweetheart of a guy. He's from Jersey. Love it. Yeah. Proper international rolling crew. Yeah. Final, yeah. final subject I want to kind of okay. touch on before I let you go All is right. family, uh, as in from the stigma down. Uh, how did being a dad change your life? What's it brought into your life and your world? And Well, now my kid is old, so... I'm back into my old life again. Right. But yeah, you know, I did, I was always good to my son. I always did what I had to do. And I tell you the truth, it's simple. There's nothing hard about it. You know what I mean? I get it. You know, I'm not the richest. Your house will ne never be big enough. You'll never have enough money. You'll, you'll never have a, a, a nice enough car when you have a kid. Or you want to send him to that school that he don't want to go to. You know, you can't live his life. He's got to live his own life or her life, you know. So, but yeah, it calmed me down a little for a minute. But uh, I'm a wild animal. I really am, you know. But respectable, like, when it comes to that. So I always paid my bills. You know, I sit, say, I'm kind of, I sit in the same apartment. I have other places, but I still got, you know, I'm a pretty steady guy. What I am, which, what, what, I, which, what you get? I'm like a bag of snacks. <laughs> Come chew them up, baby. <laughs> you actually mentioned Metallica a moment ago. There's been so many bands, and I know you're a very humble man, so you're not going to probably want to go on about how amazing and great your band 
is, but I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how the impact that you've had on you know such a wide range of bands and in some cases these world conquering yes juggernauts of bands that have obviously taken inspiration from you guys what does that mean to you is that a very kind of lovely sweet that, touching that, thing that, to that, hear that, about it really is and i tell you uh kirk from metallica invited agnostic front to play his party he throws a party once a year it was agnostic front and ghoul and uh, i call him funk ghoul you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, Scott, great guy. He's a he makes a toy maker. You know, so he made a stigma doll. Amazing. So, anyways, um, uh, Scott uh, Kirk invited us. We played a show. He treated us like a, like charm. You know, he treated me like a gem. You know what I mean? And uh, I even made a song about him too. Vinny and Kirk, Vinny and Kirk. One is old, the other's a jerk. <laughs> Al said you do a lot of these, especially on the road when you're touring in the bus. These songs are just kind of coming out yeah, you all the time. Yeah, because I do doo-wop. You know, is, like, is music just, you know, the, the great food of life for you? I think so. That's what keeps you know, it all I fresh. To be honest with you, I, I, I struggled till today with the guitar. I was never really the best musician in the world, but that doesn't matter to anybody out there. Just pick up that guitar, be yourself, and just go for it. Even if it sucks. Because you might think it sucks, but the other guy thinks it's great. And the more you do it, the better you'll get. That's like right. Everything in Just life. do it. And it don't suck because it's coming from your heart. I've got to say, Vinny, the, the film that's obviously now out, it's been out for a while now, but if people haven't seen it, Godfather's a Hardcore, they need to check it out. A lot of music documentaries for me are quite factual, and I've seen pretty much all the major punk documentaries, and usually it's the same kind of beat, the same story. Yours is so special and different in that it's really personal, it's really touching, it's heartwarming, it's inspiring, and it was really nice to see your band after all these years really kind of be celebrated for the great things that they've done. And I want to say it's been a pleasure hanging out with you, chatting with you. Thank you. And I also was in another movie called New York Blood. Acting. Yeah, I play a mafia guy. Amazing. Oh, far stretch, New, eh? New York Blood. Yeah. Was New that York. your first foray into that, or have you well, done it before? I, I, I was in a couple other movies. Right. You know, uh, uh, let's see. Um, I, I, got the, I, I, I film them every now and again at New York Hardcore Tattoos, my tattoo shop in yeah. the Lower East Side. And uh, everyone is welcome there, too. That's why I opened up the tattoo shop. because A meeting place, yeah, right? A gathering. In and and the 90s, when, like, you, know, you walk into a tattoo shop. I don't want to walk into a kid walk in and feel uncomfortable. Like they look at you, they got like leather pants, too many tattoos. They think they're right. Yeah, they used to be pretty gnarly places, didn't they? Yeah, well, I still call it a parlor. <laughs> yeah. Not a shop. Yeah. I still call it a neighborhood, not a community. Ugh. Fuck you. History, yeah. heritage, right? Yeah. Holding yeah. on to these things that I make. I want people to walk in and feel at home, which they, you know, and everybody comes down for that tattoo, the New York hardcore tattoo. That's how, you know. That or a couple other tattoos, you know, it's cool, you know. But uh, I'm also in another movie coming coming out called Dick Dynamite. Amazing. Yeah. Did you get him I out? I think that cocksucker robs my cigar in the, in, in the movie. <laughs> I'm gonna go straighten that cocksucker out any minute now. Uh, Vinny, thank you so much hey, for your time, my brother. You're awesome. I really man. enjoyed talking with you. I enjoyed the you. interview. You're a great guy, and you know everybody gotta listen to this guy's podcast because he's awesome. You're the man. Can I take a quick photo of you before sure, I let you, you got go? It, brother. Fucking A. And God bless everybody and hardcore lives. For my family, for my friends, for those dead we lost our say. This is a message. This is for you. Never forget the lower recycle. For my family, for my friends, for those that we lost our say. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.